You're listening to Pigs in a Podcast, the official K-Pig podcast featuring interviews with your favorite new and classic pig artists. Here's Jamie Coffis with a recent interview from Neighborhood Night. You are listening to K-Pig Radio. That's KPIG 107.5 Freedom, KPYG 94.9, Cayuca San Luis Obispo, and KPig.com streaming commercial free. Uh, and uh, it's Neighborhood Night. And uh, that's brought to you by the New Leaf Community Markets. We have a sponsor now. How about that? And uh, I'm very pleased to welcome onto the program all the way from Massachusetts, staying up late for us tonight, uh, Mr. Aaron Flanders of the Burnt Pines. Aaron, how are you? Hey, Jamie, man. Thank you. I'm fine. And uh, yeah, this is, I guess, that your your neighborhood night uh, show. We're not exactly in the same neighborhood. But, no, uh, no, no. Any neighborhood works, really. Awesome. And we are on opposite ends of the neighborhood coastal experience. Thank <laughs> you for having me. Indeed we are. Thank you for taking the time. I'm uh, really, you know, I'm really excited to talk about uh, this project, this, this new record. Um, we were kind of chatting just briefly before we came on the air here. Uh, we've been playing uh, this album, which isn't quite out yet officially. It's called Don't Look Down by the Burnt Pines. And uh, listeners will be familiar with the Burnt Pines. We've been we've been putting you in pretty heavy rotation of uh, the first record, and uh, this this is a really great follow up to that. And I'm excited to kind of live with this for a little while too. Um, but that's so two really neat albums down for the Burnt Pines in a short amount of time, pretty much right. And like you look up and you got two albums recorded in like two years, basically. Is that correct? <laughs> Yeah, that is correct. I mean, uh, admittedly, the first album, uh, because of the pandemic, uh, we had ready uh, mm. a little earlier than it came out. Let's just be honest yeah. about that. So first album came out in January of 2021, and we were incredibly overexcited at that point, but it had been on hold uh, for a little while just because it was, as we all remember from the early pandemic days, unclear what was going on with yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, but... um uh, but yeah, we uh, uh, but we sort of hit a, a pretty uh, yeah a fruitful flow there, and we went right from that first album and uh, into just creating all the songs for the, the second album right uh, right at the tail as the first album was still being released and mm -hmm. getting out there. So yeah, but it was a, it's been a pretty fruitful run so far. Yeah, I would say so, and um, and just like maybe take us back to that time and how this whole project kind of came about because it. it it, you know, from what I'm gathering, it's a pretty interesting story. So could you fill us in a little bit on, on how this how this all came to be? Oh, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, thank you for asking, because we are, we are a bit of a, bit of a quirky uh, situation. Mm. We, uh, we are a bi-continental band, and that uh, arose. So um, I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, the bass player uh, is also here, in Boston, he teaches at Berkeley, Fernando Huergo, mm. and uh, also Dan Fox, the guy who plays upright bass on a handful of songs, also is here in Boston. And then uh, the other three members, Miguel Sapasoa, the piano keyboard player, and Chris Goldman, our, our lead singer and uh, lyricist on almost all the songs, uh, uh, and the drummer Luis Barros, all live in Lisbon, Portugal. And that uh, that happened because... Miguel, our keyboard player, um, originally was here in Boston. We met at Berklee College of Music, and uh, he's originally from Portugal and eventually moved back and opened up a studio in the Bairro Alto sort of 
hip nightlife section of, of Lisbon and um, met Chris Scopeman, who's an interesting story. Our lead singer, Chris, is uh, grew up with an American mother and a, uh, a, a Danish father in Denmark. He was born in the U.S., so he was about nine months old, but then grew up primarily in Denmark and then married and moved to married a woman from Lisbon and moved to Lisbon and uh, ended up working in and then sharing the studio that Miguel uh, had opened up in Lisbon. And so they shared their studio together. So I met Chris initially uh, through Miguel. Miguel and I had been uh, partners here in Boston on a number of different projects while he was living here in Boston. And then when he moved back to Lisbon, we kept creating music. And uh, I met Chris initially when I was writing some songs, actually a couple of the songs on the new album, the first album, um, we all co-wrote all the songs mm-hmm. and it was all original songs. And we literally have this kind of quirky way, but we, we definitely all co-wrote all the 12 songs on the first album. And this album, we co-wrote almost all the songs except for the cover of uh, the Jethro Tull song, mm-hmm. Skating Away. But a couple of the songs uh, I had written before we just before the Burnt Pines and I had uh, hired Chris as a singer and that's how I got to know and meet Chris. And then we that was when we had the idea for the first album of uh, seeing what it would be like if we actually tried to co-write songs. So I actually went over to Lisbon in the summer of 2018, pre-pandemic, mm. and uh, we were actually in the same room in the same studio and all together uh, for the first time. We had been working, you know, sending sessions back and forth mm. before that. And well, we started, we actually co-wrote our first song together and we were just really pleased with the results. And so we decided to keep going. And then of course I came eventually back to Boston and we sort of kept it going, uh, overseas, uh, co-writing and co-producing all the songs together that way, sending, basically sending recording sessions back and forth Mm -hmm. to each other. And so they are, they are, they are all, Studio, it's their their studio albums, you know, because of the uh, ocean right. between us, we had to create them mm-hmm. uh, one instrument at a time. But that's how it started, and we just were ended up being pleased with the results. And this first album really pleased us, and so we kept writing that way. Yeah, you know, like hearing that story, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's it's because you can't really. It seems like you got you guys have all kind of come from some different worlds, uh, literally, and you kind of hear that in the music like it's 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 kind of you know there's plenty of familiar aspects to it and it's really you know like i said it's really great i've really enjoyed both of these these uh albums in their own Thank you in their so own much. right yeah it's really neat songs and there's a lot of really cool moments happening throughout but you you kind of you've kind of have this look on your face when you're listening to it of like what what i'm trying to put my finger down on this and i can't quite uh, you know, it's, you can tell it's just like a kind of a, a mixture of of sensibilities. It's a of yes, yes. That, that's exactly right. Thank you for saying that. I, I mean, I think Miguel came from a a jazz background and uh, and a sort of Latin music background, and he brought that sensibility to the project. I came from a sort of a folk and rock mm-hmm. and acoustic guitar more oriented uh, background, and Chris had his own sort of uh, cultural sort of, yeah, we, we, we sort of brought everything into a, into the pot. And, uh, because we co-wrote all the songs and when, when I say co-wrote, we, we really, uh, Chris wrote most of the lyrics, uh, 
but and he was singing them, so that sort of made sense. Uh-huh. But we all we all definitely contributed our own sort of uh, musical sensibilities to each song. And uh, I, thank you for for pointing that out. I've heard that uh, elsewhere also that it's hard for people to put a finger on exactly where the the musical influences necessarily. Yeah, I, I think that's a good thing, though. You know, I don't. Th- I think it's it's it keeps it it's interesting. You guys even kind of. You know, t- we'll take a turn even in the middle of a song. You kind of change, you change lanes a little bit here and there. And, you know, it, while it looks on the surface kind of, you know, like something that we've, you know, that's been around, it, you know, which it basically is. It's a you singer and a guitar for a lot of it. And then you just kind of bring in some interesting flavors. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a saxophone here. Maybe it's a harmonica. Maybe, it, you know, some kind of, there's always some kind of interesting uh, percussion element. Uh, but yeah, it's it, you can tell there's a lot of uh, a lot of good ideas being brought to the table. How was it like? How were you guys able to kind of like get that all to mix together so seamlessly? It seems like <laughs> it, it might have been a challenge. Um, you know, it seems from the outside like it could have been a challenge. Again, I think the first song. I mean, literally the way it worked out was I brought. So a lot of the songs to be quite honest, every, I mean, when, when people co-write, you know, there's a lot of different um, recipes that, that uh-huh. under which that can work. And sometimes it can start as a vocal idea or a hook, or a, sometimes it can start as a guitar part or a keyboard part or, a, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways to write songs. And um, on the first album, most of the songs uh, started initially with, one of with the guitar part of mine as the basis for the song and we we would build it from there uh the one exception on the first album was our song song for rose which chris came up with on his own and he plays that first guitar on the song from that first album but um a lot of times they started first as guitar parts and we built them from there but um once they started taking shape and form we would keep working on them, and if we felt like you know we needed a a bridge, uh, any one of us might have contributed a bridge idea, or, or more mm-hmm. than one of us might have contributed a bridge idea, and we would have weighed them out and seen which one worked better, perhaps. Uh, but um, it just there was some magic that worked on that very first song that we wrote together on the first album, which was called Outside of Us, and we just were so pleased with the results that somehow we had. I think we had a, a certain confidence that might not have been warranted, but we <laughs> sort of felt like it was working. And so we just kept at it. And uh, suddenly, you know, we had all the songs on the first album and uh, some of them were getting each one seemed at a, for a little while better than the last one. And so it seemed to be going in the right direction. But again, we didn't know that it would work. Um, I think also, um, I guess Miguel and I have had, a bunch of experience with musical projects before the burnt pines. And, Mm. um, so we brought some of our arranging sensibilities to it. I think that helped it. I'm trying to answer your question of how it worked. So it ended up sounding uh, so seamless. So, I mean, we, we worked at them. Uh, it's not like they just always presented themselves. We sort of, we did work towards a, not every song was, you know, some, some songs took us longer than others, but, uh, once we got in the flow, I think we it, it just seemed to be working for us, and it just felt right. And uh, 
we were getting some good feedback from friends of ours and other musician friends of ours. And so we just kept going. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a credit to you guys. Uh, I think the attitude and the, just the, the personalities, it seems like you, you were able to, you know, that's, that's a very mature way of working together. It's not, you know, it's not easy to do. Um, a lot of bands kind of have to learn that the hard way. That's something I was thinking about is like, you guys, you know, there's, there's a benefit and then there's also a, I don't know, you didn't, you, you, you didn't learn to be a band necessarily, you know, it took, you, you guys come as adults, right? It, like, it's a very grown up album to me. You know, it's, you can tell okay. everyone, everyone is like very, has a lot to bring to the table, a lot of experience. You can tell there's really, you know, well thought out choices and song, you know, from everything, from the lyrics to the, just the chord structures, everything is, is pretty sophisticated in like, and a total, you know, that can be kind of a no-no word maybe sometimes, but I, I think in this case, it's really, really a, a credit to, to what you guys did. But when you look at that, you know, you, you come from this pretty high level sophistication already. Do you, you, how do you kind of continue to evolve? How do you uh, look at these like couple dozen songs and do you, do you, you think you've kind of fully realized what the burnt pines are or how do you, how do you continue to kind of, or what signs are you looking for to kind of move down the road? If that makes any sense. I know that's kind of a yeah, long-winded sure, that, question. No, no, that's a good question. And it's a complicated question. Yes. I mean, uh, you know what, there's different variables. I think to that, I think, musically we feel pretty comfortable with our our sound right now mm-hmm. i don't feel like we're too derivative of any other bands or like we're obviously like you know a, a you know a version of this or that but a little different you know yeah. i think we have a, a a somewhat unique sound uh one of uh i mean honestly what started off as a, a quirk and a sort of colorful part of our narrative and story was the fact that we did this bicontinentally. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, some of us are in Boston, some of us are in Lisbon, Portugal. Um, that that also is a bit of an impediment in that it's not incredibly easy right. for us to get together and tour mm-hmm. or perform or even play. You know, we played a handful of gigs when I was over in Lisbon, uh, just as a trio, sort of an unplugged Mm-hmm. thing and there's on our website uh, there's a few videos of us doing that with me on a computer screen you yeah know, i saw from, that yeah, yeah yeah from boston and of course you know that's i mean let's be honest that's not live it, we tried to make it look as of course we're being live but because of the latency you know it, yeah, right. microphones it, I, can't, I can't be live but um so that that's a tiny bit of an impediment so um you know i don't know exactly what the future will hold for us but uh our our albums seemed to be well received, and um, uh, I, I mean, it got a fair a good amount of radio play. K Pig was phenomenal yeah. with the first album, and um, just so you know, uh, uh, hats off. But even on our website, you know, there's a contact form on our website, and I've gotten a few letters just in the last couple of weeks, like three letters from people who heard songs of ours on K Pig, <laughs> and they yeah. loved it, awesome. and they can't. Uh, wait to hear the whole album, and literally they credited you, and they said they heard it on K-Pig. And, um, nice. It was really nice, and that was like right off, because the album's really just been coming out slowly now, and mm-hmm. it'll be officially released on February 3rd, but you know, a couple of singles were out, and they, 
But people already heard uh, you played our... The one cover song on the new album is, again, of the Jethro Tull cover of right. Skating Ray on the Thin Ice and Inn. A woman wrote in that she heard that and loved it and can't <laughs> wait to hear the... So, yeah, that was... We've been getting, uh, you know, nice feedback from nice places. And so um, I just hope you know, I just hope people are listening and enjoying it, to be quite honest. And, uh, you know, w- we'll see. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, you never know in the music industry, as you know. Right. Well, we're, we're, we're grateful that you, we got these two great pieces of, of music. Uh, man, Aaron Flanders of the Burnt Pines. I could really, I, I'd, I'd love to keep chatting with you all night, uh, but I don't want to keep you up too late. Um, I'm fine. I, I mean, I got... <laughs> I'm fine. I was looking forward to this, and it's an honor. And please, I'm very grateful for you to have me on. And I got as much time as you need, but also we can to be continued uh, in the future. And uh, I, I do need to ask, just yes. personally, how you're doing uh, with the atmospheric like rivers and storms oh, man. in your region. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate that. It's been it's been a little bit of a, a, a haul here for about ten days. I think it's finally kind of turning uh, back to to normal living, but. Uh, certain parts of our our county have been uh, definitely Nailed. hit pretty hard. Yeah, from the I mountains think, to the to oh. the coast, it's it's uh, it's been a pretty significant storm. And not that you know we're used to a little bit of weather out here. Um, it's gotten you know I think there has been some climate change uh, uh, stuff happening in the last decade or so. That's kind of uh, the winters have been a little more mild than what what it was like when I was growing up, but man, this is, we've been hit pretty significantly. I appreciate you uh, noticing, but, oh, I, but, but we're all right. We're okay. People are without power here and there. Uh, but I, from the, for the most, you know, there's some road closures that are going to have to, you know, take a few months to get it all back working and running again. But uh, for, yeah, we, it was dramatic, but I think we're going to be all right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. The, the video, I mean, all the news I've been reading out here, and the videos and whatever I've seen online, it just seems inc- it's just unimaginable. It's terrible. I mean, it's I've never it's yeah, it's, just seem, it's yeah. extreme. It's definitely extreme. Hey, well, how about this? You come out here sometime, see, you know, see what's what's going on for yourself, and we'd love to have you uh, in the studio in person if that ever works out. If you have, and get the guys back, get them over to the continent and play a couple shows. How about? I would love that, man. We're we're hoping and waiting for the opportunity. I mean, yeah. when our first album came out, literally no one was touring and like whatever. Right. And you know, I mean, then our bicontinentality worked in our favor. But right. I, right. We, I will certainly try. But I totally appreciate uh, the invitation. And even if it's uh, just me alone, I will certainly give a shout. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Jamie. I really appreciate the time here. Yeah, man. Uh, Aaron Flanders of the Burnt Pines. The new record is called. Uh, don't look down. It officially comes out uh, in February, early February, February third. February third. I got a couple of tunes um, lined up right now. I have. Uh, I like the whole thing. There's a lot of really interesting textures throughout this record, um, so it's kind of hard to pick a few. But I have uh, pushing on, and then uh, following that up, the ghost living in my beer, which is one of the one of the singles, which is it's got. Uh, it's an interesting one as well. Um, anything uh, worth uh, mentioning about either of those two songs as we as we go out here? Oh, those are well, great choices. Thank you. I, I'm touched. And uh, so, pushing on uh, is one of the songs, uh, one of the two songs on this album that I actually wrote. Uh, again, we co-wrote all the songs mm-hmm. on the first album and most of the ones on this album, and a couple of the ones 
on this album I wrote, including Pushing On. And I do, I do love that. I love the outro particularly, but I love the spirit. It's a hopeful, uh, a hopeful spirited song, I hope. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Ghost Living in My Beer, uh, I love for a lot of reasons, uh, particularly Joe Cunningham's, uh, fantastic sax solo mm-hmm. at the end. It's the one song that has tenor sax on it. And, uh, great groove and uh i think it's a, a nice upbeat sort of yeah good choices thank you cool man aaron flanders of the burnt pines i had such a good time talking to you i hope we can do this again sometimes let's stay in touch and uh hey uh thanks thanks a lot like- likewise jamie thanks so much and uh hope everyone enjoys those tunes thanks for talking i really appreciate it all right man take care thanks for listening to pigs in a podcast Remember to check out the entire archive at kpig.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and we'll send you the newest episodes automatically as soon as they're ready. Thanks again, piggies.